always a blessing. Um, yeah, kids are dismissed. Appreciate everyone helping in every area. Um, there he is. Just by um, just by way of announcements, we're at the, the the first Sunday of every month is when we have communion, and after church we have a a, a, a lunch here all together, and the first Sunday in February is February fourth, and. During lunch time there, we're also going to be spending some time casting some vision for for for, for this church and this town, and and just talking about where we're going and what's next, and 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 so forth. the 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 thing that that I'm looking at right now that I think is the next step is just getting our own building, so we're not setting up and taking down every week and. I believe God has a has a plan for that. So, so anyway, that's um, that's February fourth. And uh, why don't you open your Bibles to First Thessalonians chapter five? We'll go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and start with verse 23. 11, 21, and it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. I'm reading out of the New King James. May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful who also will do it. For a few weeks now, I've been teaching on, just touching on different subjects. We talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Last Sunday we talked about righteousness Today I want to be talking about just some things, basic things, that have helped me to understand God's direction for my life, that things that have helped me to be led by the Spirit, things that I'm always going back to that are just real key, um, um, r really important keys that I, I judge, you know, which way is God directing me. Um, things that have, that have worked for me. And each one of these subjects can be a whole series, but I think just starting out in this church, we're, we're just going across the top of, of um, a number of, of subjects, and then we'll be coming back to them again and again and, and, going, and going deeper. But this one is huge. You know, a lot of people don't even know for sure they, a lot of people don't even know for sure they're going to heaven. 
much less hearing from God and being led by his spirit, um, a lot of people don't even know that God would be interested in, in leading them or guiding them. But we, we know these things. And with the heaven issue settled where you know you're saved by the grace of God and, and you're, you're on your way to heaven, then we need to understand some things about how, how God leads us, how he... Um, how he guides us, what to, what to look for. I mean, we know one thing, and you know, all real, real Christian churches should agree with, with this, that when we read our Bible, that's God speaking to us. So we, we know that. And it says in Psalms uh, 119, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So we, we, have, we, we have that. But beyond that, in understanding how God leads us, it really takes an understanding of, of um, the subject of spirit, soul, and body. Because uh, God made us in his image as a three-part being. And he doesn't, when, when, when he speaks to us, he speaks to the spirit part of us, not to our mind, not to our flesh, not to our emotions. And so our, our mind was never meant to govern our life. Um, I, I, I know people that live completely out of their mind and every conversation is a mental conversation and it, it can get just dry and, and really, um, it's just, it's not that great. But um, we're supposed to live from our spirit and, um, and our spirit is, is where God uh, communicates to us, okay? So right here in this, uh, in this verse, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, we can see that the Bible distinguishes, makes a difference between spirit and soul and body, okay? Um, may the God of peace himself sanctify you, set you apart unto himself completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. He is coming again. All right. Um, a second verse to look at on this is um, in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. It says, for the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of spirit and soul, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So, the things that I'm thinking, feeling, sensing, intangible things inside me, are they coming from the spirit of God who inhabits my spirit? Are they just from my mind, my emotions? Are they based on my circumstances or my dealings with other people? Um, have you ever had a sense of alarm? Or, you know, and thought, okay, is that God warning me? Or is this just a fear that I'm 
supposed to resist? You know, what, 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 what do I do? Um, in, in the world, they call them, you know, having a, a hunch, okay? Uh, the Norwegians would say, I had a notion. <laughs> uh, but we, we need to pay attention to, to, to our heart. And, and, and live out of our heart. Um, you know, this, this interest, this desire, is it from God or is it from, is it from my flesh? Well, the word of God can divide spirit from soul. Soul would represent what's, you know, the, our soul is our, our mind, will, and emotions. Um, and our spirit inhabited by the Holy Spirit would represent those things that are of God and from God. And the more that we're, the more that we're into the word of God, the word of God can clear this up and separate these things for us. Distinguish what's God and what's not. And that's why we read our Bible. So I heard a minister say once that if you, um, if you're trying to, to, you know, go through that process and find out what's, what's God and what's not, or um, the Bible divides spirit from soul. He said, double up on your Bible reading. Double up on the divider. The, div the word will divide spirit from soul. It'll help you see things clearly. And um, so, so praise God. Um, With my, with my spirit, I contact the spiritual realm. With my body, I contact the physical realm. So then with my soul, that's where I contact the intellectual realm, the, um, the soulish realm. So, uh, and this is how I learned it many, many years ago. To say, I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. So when my body dies, my spirit and my soul go to heaven. A soul would include, you know, all our memories too. All of those things. Um, but the word of God cuts away all the junk, all the phony excuses. God sees right through all that stuff. Um, I've said before that you know, one of the great ways that God protects us is by, is by just um, helping us to not be, you know, where danger is when danger is, is there. Um, there, I don't know if you heard about the incident at the Mall of America um, it was actually a family from Living Word. Did you hear about that? Um, it was it was so bad. Um, this little baby um, uh, got assaulted. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> you you know what I'm talking about. Um, but the mom said that when she got to the door, she was she was taking her her little boy on a play date with another boy at the mall. And, and 
when she got to the door of the mall, she put her hand on the, on the door to open it up and just had a sense of some kind of a morbid dread that just came over her. All right? That's the time to turn around right there. That's the time to not be there. Um, but she, she, she went on past it and... and uh, yeah, and it it turned out really bad. Um, thankfully, her her son is healed and and raised up and and doing fine, as far as I know. Um, but um, I heard about another lady that that um, called in on a called into a, a prayer line, and she was really really upset because she had uh, she she had gotten mugged. Somebody had had um, um, slapped her and grabbed her purse and, and, and took off. She was in a bad part of town. And the counselor on the prayer line didn't, he, he didn't know how to, she, she's like, how could God let this happen to me? Why did this happen to me? And she was crying and she was really, really upset. And the, the person taking the call said, did you have any sense that maybe you weren't supposed to be there? Are you, are you sure you were supposed to be there? Um, and uh, she thought about it and said, well, yeah, I, I kind of felt like maybe I shouldn't go down there, but I quoted Psalm 91 that said God would protect me, and then I went ahead anyway. I pleaded the blood of Jesus, and I went ahead anyway. No, we don't, we, we don't bypass those... those um, um, it's it's the witness of the of the Holy Spirit in our heart. It's how he how how he guides us. Um, let's look at Second um, Timothy chapter three, verses uh, sixteen and seventeen, and we're going to wind up over in the book of Romans. There's many stories like that. I heard about one guy, there was two or three ways to get, get to his house, and he kept on telling a family member um, that, that he, he felt like he was supposed to go, go home this way, and he, he, he had the same thing come up in his heart, go home this way, go home this way, go home this way. And he's like, no, I want to go this way. And he, a drunk driver took him out, <laughs> going out the, the other way. There, there's times I've driven down roads, I've been praying, and I'm like, why am I going down here? Why am I going this way? Um, I don't know. But my heart is giving me a green light. I, I'm just going, I'm just listening to my heart. Uh, it wasn't that many weeks ago after church, C and I went over to the Northern for, for lunch after on, on Highway 8, just over here in Chisago. And before we left the parking lot, I sensed that we were supposed to go down this way instead, down to the coffee shop probably. Um, but, you know, the, that's a great restaurant, everything 
seemed good about it, but my heart was bugging me. So we get all the way down there, get up on the porch of the, of the restaurant, and I said, we're not supposed to be here. We need to go back to the coffee shop. And so we, we drive over into Lindstrom, park by the, the, the Swedish Inn, start walking down the sidewalk. C wants to tour into an antique shop, so we, we, we're coming through there. And I meet a guy in the, in the store that needs a church, that lives right here. Um, and uh, the only place he's been going is sometimes all the way down to Woodbury, which is a really long ways away. And um, it turned into just a very, I mean, when, when God is in something, it happens naturally. There's a flow to it. It, it happens way, way too easily. And uh, that's how it was with this conversation. I'm never trying to, when, when I talk to people, I'm never trying to force a, a witness. Like, here's somebody, they're obviously a sinner. You know, I need to talk to this person. I don't really approach it that way. Uh, when I talk to people to invite them to church, to witness to them about, about the Lord or whatever, um, the way I approach it is, I'm, first of all, we need to smile. And we need to be super nice. Secondly, the Bible says, owe no man anything but to love but to love them in um, Romans 13. So we, we don't owe anybody anything except the love of God. We show them the love of God. And we're, so here you have a friendly person that just loves them and just, you know, engages, you know, and, I, and then I listen for, you know, God will give me something to say, a word, a phrase, a, you know, um, hi, how are you, a... Uh, something that just comes up from my heart that I'll, I'll say and it starts a conversation and, and, uh, and then I'm not trying to, to wedge some kind of witness into this conversation and trying to force it to happen, but I just sit back and just, just let, just listen to my heart about what to say and somehow it almost always works out very, very naturally in the conversation, all of a sudden, boom, you know, they'll say something and there's a wide open door to say, oh, well, we go to a good church. It's right over here. You see? It just works that way. But it starts with the love of God. And the love of God is what draws people and opens them to us anyway. Um, So Second um, Timothy chapter 3, it says in verse 16 that all scripture is given by inspiration of God, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Um, so the word of God corrects us teaches us, reminds us of God's standard, and everything's open to the Lord. When we're endeavoring to be led by the Spirit of God, consider this, the Word and the Spirit always must agree. Okay? If there's a contradiction between what I think I'm hearing from God 
and what the Bible says, then, and they're, they're t- two different things, then forget what I think I heard. I have to stay with, with the word of God. So, for example, I had a friend call me, and uh, he needed some help. And I said, well, are you in church yet? And he said, no, no, God told me I should just take a break, and I didn't have to go, you know, for, for now, and all this. <laughs> well, that's in contradiction to the word of God that says that we're not supposed to forsake the, the assembly of ourselves together. So, um, so there was a lady I spoke to recently. Um, I, I think I had seen her husband before, but I hadn't seen her, and so I didn't know they were married. But they, they showed up at church, at church down that way. And um, I, I said, so are you, um, are you brother and sister? No, no, we're married. Oh, you are. Oh, okay, so I, I haven't seen you before. Oh, I go to this other church. I'm like, really? So your husband goes here and you go over there? Yeah, yeah. I said, oh, that's not good. I said, you need to go to the same church. I said, that's not good. You, you know, God would lead you to, 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 to follow your husband and, uh, and go where he goes to church. And um, I don't think he's leading you into a ditch. I mean, this is a, good, a, a pretty good place. But, you know, I would have said the same thing, advising, you know, if, if it was switched around, and her husband went to the other church, I would have told her to follow her husband and go over there. Because you, when, you're, when you're married and you sit under the same preaching, you're gonna wind up believing the same things. You're gonna wind up uh, being in agreement about, about everything in the word of God, which is the basis for our whole entire life. You're gonna wind up having uh, you know, being on the same page, having the same vision, and um, and that's the kind of unity that that you really need when you're when you're married. So, um, so anyway, um, Romans chapter seven. Romans chapter 7, what time is it? Okay. In verses 22 and 23. Um, For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. But here, we can see that in his spirit, he's delighting in the law of God. And then, um, in his, you know, I see another law in my members that be like in his body so there you have, you have spirit, you have body, and then um, 
against the law of my mind. So there's spirit, soul, and body right there. Let's um, jump down to chapter 8 and go with verses uh, 14 to 16. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So sons of God can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. And the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So the, this passage here is so special. It's so... Um, um, it tells us that as children of God, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So, like I said, sons of God can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. <clears throat> I want to read something that, that Brother Hagen has in his book. Um, his book was called How to Be Led by the Spirit of God. It's been around for decades. I was looking at it last night, and I want to read uh, something that he said about this. He said, many times, he, children of God can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. He said, many times, however, we seek guidance by means other than the way God said. And when we do, we get into trouble. Sometimes we judge how God is leading by what our physical senses tell us, but nowhere does, but nowhere does God say that he will guide us through our physical senses. Too often, we look at things from a mental standpoint and endeavor to reason things out. But nowhere does the Bible say that he will guide us through our mentality. The Bible, the Bible does not say that the body of man is the candle of the Lord, nor that the mind of man is the candle of the Lord. It says that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. God will guide us and enlighten us through our our spirits. And the verse he's referring to is Proverbs 20, 27, that says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. And so um, it's like God, you know, just lights the candle right down here in our heart, searches all around inside us. Nothing, nothing within us is, is hidden from him. And that's where he leads us. So, um, so that's what we pay attention to. So God doesn't talk to us through our ears most of the time. Um, it's, uh, the, the leading comes down in our heart. And, and most often we call that the inward witness of the Holy Spirit. It's, it could be words it's not necessarily words. It's just an inward sense or an inward knowing of this is the, this is the right way to go. Um, and uh, it says that in verse 16, Romans 8, 16, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit 
that we are children of God. So let me make this point. Um, knowing for sure that we are saved and that we are in the family of God is the most important thing that we could ever know in this life. I need assurance of my salvation if I'm going to enjoy my life. All right? If I don't know for sure I'm going to heaven, don't talk to me about, about parachuting out of an airplane or putting on some flying suit and jumping off a mountain or hang gliding. I saw a bad hang gliding video one time. This guy goes, <laughs> no, what, what was it? He had somebody, he had somebody take him up on, on, on top of a mountain, I think in Switzerland. And uh, so he had an experienced hang glider uh, and, he w and they were going to just clip him in. And they, they, they you know, they, they kind of stuff you in a little, sort of like a sleeping bag or a cocoon. But it's supposed to be clipped up to the glider. And this guy... You know, so here comes the wind and everything's perfect and so they, they, it has a couple wheels on it and you, you get it going and you run and you hit the wind and the thing lifts up ab above the trees, clears the edge and now you're, you know, several hundred feet up and the back clip on this guy's bodysuit or, or his little, the thing that was holding him up, it didn't hold his legs up. And so they get way out into the wide open air and this guy's hanging from his, he's hanging onto that triangle piece on the hang glider by his hands. And the, the hang glider pilot is, needs to bring it all the way down the mountain and land as fast as possible. Maybe within, you know, four minutes or five minutes, hopefully he can get it all the way down to, to do a safe landing. So this guy is hanging like this for, for four or five painful minutes until he can get all the way down there. And uh, I think he did get injured on the landing, but he, he hung on until it got right over the grassy, you know, plane, and then, and then he just dropped and tumbled or something. But, but we're not doing that if I don't know for sure I'm going to heaven. <laughs> now. <laughs> So knowing for sure I'm going to heaven is the most important thing that I could ever know. And here it says that the, it's the Spirit of God. What, what's the method that he uses to, um, to let us know that we're saved? The method he uses to let us know that we're saved is by his Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we're children of God. We call that the inward witness of the Holy Ghost. And, and it's, when, when I pray with people to receive salvation, I describe it like it's, um, they just have a knowing down in their heart that everything is cool between them and heaven. They just have that knowing. Uh, it's uh, and and they'll they'll pray and they'll receive Jesus, and then down deep in their heart, it's like their 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 heart just wants is calling out, Abba, Father, God, Father. See, so 
if this is how God would let us know, if this is how God would lead us, if, if, if the inward witness of the Holy Spirit is the way that God would show us the most important thing we could ever know in this life about our salvation, wouldn't it stand to reason that this would also be the primary way that he leads us with every other decision that we have to make in life? I said primary way. Not the only way, but the primary way. So the primary way he leads us is by the inward witness of the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, beyond that would be like, you know, the voice of your spirit, which you could say is probably your conscience speaking to you. Um, and, and that happens as well. Um, you know, and God can talk audibly or there can be a supernatural manifestation. He can appear or, or an angel or, or this or that. But, but most of the time, for, for most of us, it's, uh, it's the inward witness of the Holy Spirit. Listen to these verses. Romans 8.14 in the New English Bible. I like how it says it here. For all who are moved by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. The Spirit you have received is not a spirit of slavery leading you back into a life of fear. That's very good. But a spirit that makes us sons, enabling us to cry, Abba, Father. In that cry, the Spirit of God joins with our spirit, testifying that we are God's children. Romans 8:16, New American Standard. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit. The King James, New King James says, he bears witness with our spirit. Here it says, he testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Um... So, point number one is just having an understanding of spirit, soul, and body, that I am a spirit, I have a soul, I live in a body, and that it's the spirit part of me that God communicates with, and that's my communication with, with God. Um, yeah, it would be like the, the chip in, in my phone. If there's no chip, then there's no communication, see? Well, being, I have the Spirit of God in me, so I have a wireless connection to God in heaven, and, um, and that's where, that's where he will, will speak to me. Second is about the inward witness of the Holy Spirit being the primary way that he leads us in this life. The third point that I have today is about the peace of God. The... Um, Isaiah 55, in verse 12. Isaiah 55, 12. And okay, well, all right. So this, this chapter in Isaiah 55 is talking about the word of God. You know, God says, my thoughts aren't your thoughts. My ways aren't your ways. 
as the heaven is higher than the earth, so, so much higher are my ways than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And, um, you know, and he talks about how, how he, he speaks his word out of heaven and his word accomplishes. It, it won't return to him void. It accomplishes what he pleases and it'll prosper in the thing that he sent it to do. Let's read verse 12. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. All the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Check this out. You shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. As we walk with God, if you're going the right way, every succeeding step should be happier and happier. It, it, there, there should be more joy and more peace with every step that you take. And that's how you know you're going the right way. It's like looking at the, the dash on your car and um, the different gauges, you know. Well, we have a joy gauge and a peace gauge. You always want to keep it, pay attention to those two gauges. Um, if, I'm, if, if I'm persisting in going this way, and, you know, I'm, I, I, I go and I have less peace, and I have less peace, and, I have, and I'm losing my joy, this is not good. And it can look good to everybody all around us, but you just, you, you, and, and sometimes we, we, we want this thing so bad that we're headed towards that we really don't want to admit it even to ourselves. And so um, we, you, you, you have that feeling of this is the wrong way, this is the wrong path, you shouldn't be looking at this, you shouldn't be about to sign up for this thing. Try to push it down. You don't want to listen to it because we like what we see, but but deep down it's it's bugging you. This is the wrong way to go. Um, you know, uh, we we experienced the opposite of that. You know, when when we got married, everything fell together so easily for us. Um, you know, and she had been trying to be married for a while. And she was striking out. It wasn't working. And finally, she, she just gave up and said, God, I don't know how to choose a husband. I don't know how. And, and, and she's like, I really want to be married. But she quit trying to make it happen herself. And she just got herself in church. She got herself under the word of God. There were some wonderful people that encouraged her to keep on coming, keep on coming, keep on coming back, especially Sunday nights. And uh, she got connected to a Bible study group and just got her mind off of trying to make this thing happen in her life that she really wanted. And so, but that's where I was at church, you know? So after a while, we did meet each other. And then, and then when, when, it, I don't, when it got to be like God's time or something, 
you know, we took an interest in each other and, and um, got, got engaged a month later and got married four months after that. You know, but, there, but every succeeding step was peace, peace, and more peace. Joy, joy. There was no, nobody on, in her family or my family, were, no, no one was throwing any red flags saying, hey, watch out, check this out, look at this. Wasn't any of that. It was, it was peaceful. It just happened. Um, I, my, my sister Joanna, who lives up in Canada, uh, she, she was engaged for a while to a guy that was in the military. And, and they, were, they were trying to make this thing happen. Um, and uh, between long phone calls, because he was in another state and all kinds of stuff, it was like, I think she was real excited when she was around him, but then when she wasn't, there was, there was something with that whole relationship was not right. And, and she had to back out of it. And that's okay. That's the right time to do it if it's, if it's, not, if, if it's not right, you see. And so she, she backed out of that relationship. And, and then met the guy that she was supposed to be with, and they have a beautiful family today. And that, ju that happened like so easily. It was, just, it was just God. And that's how we want things to be. We want God to be in those things. Um, the, the year that I spent coming up here praying before we started the church, it was like every time I came up here, I, I liked this place even more. Um, and every succeeding step was more joy and more peace. Um, so you shall go out with joy, be led forth with peace. The, um, yeah, I put in the passcode again. This, the, the passcode for this iPad, it's our anniversary date. So you know I'm going to remember that. Um, Colossians, um, Colossians 3.15 says the same thing. And we're, we're bringing this in for a landing. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. The Amplified Bible says it like this. It has more words. Let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule, act as umpire continually, in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind in that peaceful state to which, as members of Christ's one body, you were also called to live and be thankful. But uh, 
let the peace from Christ rule. Act as umpire in your heart, calling balls and strikes, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind. That peaceful state. I'd like to go back to um, what I had already read to you. It's Romans 8, 14 in the New English Bible. It says, you've not received, for all who are moved by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Okay. The Spirit you have received is not a spirit of slavery leading you back into a life of fear. Isn't that how the devil is? The devil will deceive people in their minds, get them to do something they shouldn't do, condemn them for doing what he just told them to do, get them addicted to it, and then tell them how worthless they are, and then tell them to lie so they can get away with it. And it's, it becomes bondage and slavery. You know, why do so many, why, why do so many people go to Washington with good intentions saying they're going to represent us and then they get corrupted as soon as they get there? They, it's, um, one thing leads to another. And then they feel probably like they're blackmailed and, and they, um, they, they just do whatever they need to do to keep whoever happy that's holding anything over their head. Um, but the, the Spirit of God is so different. Notice we're talking about being led by the Spirit of God. He, in other words, he leads. He's in front, and it's our choice to follow. Okay? And, and we actually have a choice. And, he's, and God is love, which means he's going he's gonna, to... There's, there's no deception... There's no um, misty cloud, you know, hiding anything. Everything is clear, honest, wide open, honorable. That's how God is. And so he says, okay, follow me. And we have a choice whether or not to follow. And we can, he's, everything is clear and above board. And um, all the cards are face up on the table. You know exactly what's going on. The devil's not that way. He, instead of leading and us having a choice to follow, the devil drives and forces and manipulates and deceives. And for the people that, that go that way, uh, uh, you know, it's so sad. It becomes a, it becomes a trail of tears. Um, you know, because one thing leads to another thing leads to another thing. And then we haven't even thought about how all that's going to impact the kids. Um, but but this, is, this is our God. This is how good he is. Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. That's King James means God will enlighten us, he'll guide us through our spirit. Another version says, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, 
searching all the inner depths of his heart. Proverbs 20, 27. And then, you know, the word and the spirit always agree. So, um, so in the, the, the word of God is the general will of God for all believers of all, all ages. Okay. We can't find his specific will in here. We can find guidelines. We can find what would, it's, a, it's like one size fits all. It's right for what, what, what works for everybody. You know, marry somebody that's in the faith, not outside the faith. Marry someone you're going to be equally yoked with, uh, that, that you're going to be in agreement with, even about, what the, even about the teachings of the Bible. Um, it's, uh, it tells us generally his will for us. Okay? Then when we're obedient to this, the next step is learning how to be led by the Spirit of God, and that's where we use the guidelines generally that he's given us to understand how to be led by the Spirit. And, and the Spirit can speak to us individually and personally about the affairs of our own life. Um, it's not the ministry's job to prophesy to you and tell you the will of God for your life. That's between you and God. Um, but um, so we obey the general will of God first and then we qualify for, for hearing the, the specific will of God for our life, you know, where to live, who to marry, what to, what, what, what to pursue. Um, and, and that's how God that's how God leads us, primarily by the inward witness of the Holy Ghost and the Word and the Spirit always agree. So, I think I'm done. Praise the Lord. <laughs>